Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, we're back in our traditional format talking about board games. That's right, the games you know and love, played as a family when you were a kid. Tonight, the classics. We're talking uh, uh, Candyland, Sorry, Clue, uh, It's Fun Getting Into Trouble. We're doing all the games, talking about them over, under, appropriate. We'll find out coming up on the Goldilocks Zone. Stick around. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 32, recorded November 25th, 2015. Back to start, board games, part one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, the podcast that wonders what Colonel Mustard was doing with a lead pipe in the billiard room. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the man on a permanent trivial pursuit, Mr. Matt Mariani. Matt. How are we doing this week? I'm always stuck in the uh, syrupy confines of the bubblegum swamp. Of, uh, <laughs> it's With, that uh, one part of Candyland you really never wanted to be in, no, right? No, the molasses. Uh, molasses swamp, the damn molasses it. I knew, swamp. I knew it was the... Okay. That's exactly All right. right. Yeah. Trying to rescue the bubblegum princess from Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> All right, that sounded inappropriate. I don't know Mouse what's going trap. <laughs> just shout names of games <laughs> pictionary um <laughs> yeah no i i'm excited to be here matt i brought something from the jennings Ooh. family archive you're gonna appreciate this and all of you at home if you're not watching the video you're missing out this is show and tell this is life wow this is this is as old as i am is that I, the original there? and this is well i think it, they're older versions but i like this family on the front because because <laughs> they look utterly ridiculous it's yeah. like the most 80s looking thing with their like individually colored sweaters <laughs> and they're like awkwardly smiling to camera. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, the thing in, in their heads, they're they're thinking like they, they look really happy. But in their in their heads, each one of them is thinking like, oh, I'm going to murder this guy. Yep. I'm going to like, uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're pissed because like she's winning and he's really pissed because like I'm dead yeah. and I can't believe you're beating. Clearly me the girl is like, get used to it. Of mm-hmm. course, I'm the best in this family. And of course, dad's the banker and he's hoarding the cash. Yeah. yeah, no, this he's, is he's cheating. He has I, his hand I, under the table. He's probably has some suspicious. bills under there. No, I uh, I wanted to bring this out because this exemplifies what I love about board games, uh, that they don't match reality. They're utterly ridiculous in, in many respects. And we're going to talk through a lot of them tonight. Uh, before we do that, some housekeeping work. I want to remind everybody, uh, GoldilocksShow.com and SoundCloud.com slash GoldilocksShow, both places you can get all of the content we do, the audio, the video, and of course subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, on most podcasting apps, and on YouTube. Um, And of course, I want to remind everyone, we're still doing Dungeons & Dragons, so we're going to alternate between episodes. If you go back, the one before this, episodes 30 and 31, we continued our Dungeons & Dragons journey. Um, If you haven't been listening, tune in. It's going to be great. Um, And let us know if you like those episodes, because to be honest, if if it turns out people really like Dungeons & Dragons, um, I'm thinking we may spin it off into a separate separate thing from this. Um, Yeah. If it becomes popular. So let us know if you, if you like it or if you don't. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, you can hit us up at Goldilocks Show on Twitter or Goldilocks Show at gmail.com. I think that's all the plugs. Nice. Yeah, I okay. think uh, it'll give me the opportunity to practice DMing some more. Oh, Matt, you're, are you kidding me? You're already an expert. I, I need I oh. need to learn how to not almost die. You are too kind, but especially when we bend the rules to... Uh, <laughs> But that's half the favor fun. your survival. That's half the fun, mm, isn't it? That's true. You're like, but what if what if he got an extra roll? Okay, we'll just give him an extra roll. And... Now, quick, yeah, quick sidebar. I don't know if you know this or, or not, but I had uh, I had run into our friend Dan Miller. Mm. Actually, he, did he tell you about? He this? mentioned in Brooklyn that you two saw yeah, each I was other in Brooklyn. I was at a bar in Brooklyn at a, a friend's birthday party, a mutual friend's birthday party, and I ran into him. And uh, we joked about the the for one of the first things we were joking about was uh, our our imminent revival of your character in the recent yeah. the recent game, which if if those of you at home if you haven't watched that episode, it's worth a look. Yeah, thirty one was I think our uh, best things got today. Things got pretty heated. Things got pretty pretty really really hairy. And, and Matt, the the joke I made to Dan was I I didn't think I was surprised he ran into you because I didn't think you went anywhere else in new york city other than chick-fil-a that's a fair assumption. i assume you went there no, you went to chick-fil-a I and did. you left you also <laughs> i was gonna to... say i did go to chick-fil-a for lunch i went to chick-fil-a for lunch then i went to the second place in the city that i go the met mm-hmm. then 
I didn't go to the third place in the city I go, which would be City Field to watch the Mets. I went to Brooklyn. So once in a while, I throw a little wild card in the play. curveball in there, but you got to have your Chick-fil-A. But yeah, if it's not Chick-fil-A, the Met, or maybe Central Park, as long as it's light out, Mm -hmm. chances are you won't find me there. That sounds good. All right, well, let's jump in and start talking about board games, Matt. We're going to focus this episode on what I deem as the classics. These are the ones I would argue most Americans are familiar with, the ones you probably grew up playing, um, the ones that a lot of these have been around uh, even some 100 years. So absolute classics. Um, Any particular game you want to start with or should I grab one off the list? Uh, I'd, I'd like to see which one you grab off the shelf. What one I grab off the shelf? Well, um, why don't we start with a game I know we're, we're both fans of. And I, and I mentioned it in the opening of the show. Um, our, uh, the Brits call it Cluedo. Here we call it Clue, the ultimate mm-hmm. game of mystery um, where you've got to discover the, the suspects, the uh, weapons, and the locations of a murder. Um... Matt, trivia for you. What is the name of the victim in Clue? Because everyone knows the name of the suspects, but do you know the name of the uh, of the person who actually gets murdered? The person who gets murdered, his name is Mr. Body. Hey! Mr. Body. That's very good. And uh, he was portrayed by um, Tim... Was it... Is it Tim Rice, the actor... Oh, I never saw the movie. I think his name is Tim Tim Rice. I think his last name is Rice. He also was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was in uh, Home Alone 2. He was the hotel clerk. Probably Rocky Horror Picture Show is probably his most famous role. I think his name is Tim Rice. No, Lee Ving played Mr. Body in the 85 film. No. Well, what That's about what Wikipedia the- says. Is is Tim Rice? Is his name even Tim, Tim Rice? Curry? Is that, is, Tim Curry. Damn it. Yes, Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry was in the Clue movie. Um, he played. You know what? I was just thinking food. Rice. Tim Curry and plays Curry. Wadsworth, the the butler. Oh right, that's actually a really good movie. I gotta see that. Have, it was on Netflix highly, for a little while. Highly recommend it. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. It might be. I watched it on Netflix a, like a while back, but. It's a good movie. It's and it also, interestingly enough, it's one of the only times I've seen Netflix do this. It has, it has three endings. And yes. When when the movie was out in theaters, the movie, the, um, I guess either the projectionist or whoever owned the movie house, mm-hmm. movie theater, they would, uh, they would choose which ending they wanted to show. So depending on what mo- movie you went to, mm-hmm. even they could have shown different endings at different times. Mm-hmm. So depending on the movie you went to, you saw a different ending. But on Netflix, you actually can select That's the ending awesome. you want to see, which is cool. It's it's probably the only the only like interactive Netflix feature I've seen, like mm-hmm. where you get to pick your own ending. Um, and each one of them are hilarious and awesome at the same time. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. I'm gonna have to go check watch out that. Clue. Very campy, but in the best way. Now, of course, most of us know the story. Of Clue, of course, Mr. Body gets murdered, and we have to determine in the house where the murder took place three things, the suspect, the murder weapon, and the location of the murder. You do it through a game of, uh, of, of a process of elimination, essentially, uh, by asking people questions and, 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 and working your way around the house to the different rooms, and eventually you get to guess and find out if you're correct. Matt, do you remember the time we played Clue? And the hilarious yeah, conclusion I do remember reached, that time. Where we, where we played and we all the kept... The revolver was missing. We all kept guessing. <laughs> and for some reason, we kept getting the wrong answer. And we guessed every combination. And so we had to yeah. stop the game. And turns out the revolver card was missing. It so was no matter not, how hard we tried, completely. we would have never and gotten the right answer. It was found months later under my couch. Mm. Where, where you should always hide your revolver. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he, he did it with the revolver in my living room. Now, of course, uh, no, an interesting side note. I was I was just I was just perusing the Wikipedia uh, for Clue because I, I, I it, we mentioned earlier that Clue in in other parts of the world is called Cluedo, mm-hmm. and I just wondered, wondered why. I mean, Clue is an obviously like is, uh, Clue is obviously the best name you could give this game. Mm-hmm. 
Why Cluedo? Do you want to take a guess as to why Cluedo is the original name? Well, Matt, I just read it on the Wikipedia page, oh, but I'll that's be not honest, fair. I would have never guessed. Yeah, that's why I need years. to know. I need weird. to know where that comes from. Right. Would you like to tell the folks at home? Oh, I certainly can. Um, <laughs> Cluedo is a play on Clue, um, and Ludo is Latin for I play. So I play Clue, essentially. Um, dated in 1947. So a long time it's been around. A long time, yeah. I... My, my favorite fun fact from the Wikipedia page was that the lead pipe was actually made out of lead in early tokens and yes. posed a risk for lead poisoning, which is fantastic. Yes, it, it was, and do you know, my grandmother mm-hmm. still has the original lead pipe. That's the, cool. The, the game and, and the lead pipe from the original lead thing. That is However, cool. she's missing the rope, mm. in which case she took an actual piece of rope <laughs> and tied it up. And, and and this actual rope, is it's now it's it's like two times bigger than any other of the pieces in the game. But that's now the prop that we use for that's the rope. That's awesome. That is yeah. such a that's cool a, story. That is a frequent game that we do. We do play from time to time. I wish I played it more. It's such a uh, it's such a fun game. Um mm. And they've done a number of uh, spinoffs as well. Uh, I don't know if you ever played the Harry Potter version. That was that was when we had in my house. They had a Harry Potter version of Clue. No. Um, but did it still involve murder and stuff? No, you had to like build a spell and go around oh, and kill. Okay. There was some. I don't know. You um, had to guess who who did Avada Kedavra in the in the potions room. In the, yes, exactly. It was Harry Potter. It's always the, Harry Potter with the goblet with the of fire. <laughs> Actually, I'd play that, um, and I did. So, um, so Matt, what do we think of Clue? I know you're a fan. Yeah, Clue is fun. I, I, uh, I think every it's it's one of those games where if you're into it, everybody has their character. Mm-hmm. Like they have their character. What is your character? You know, I haven't played in such a long time. Uh, this was not we we didn't have this in my house when I was when I was younger. Um, and while I have played it, it's not like I played it often. So I wouldn't say I have a standard character. I suppose if I had to choose, it'd be a toss up between plum and green would probably be Mm. my two, my two go-tos. See, I always valued myself as Miss Scarlet Mm. because I think that Miss Scarlet, I don't know. Maybe I just had a thing for Miss Scarlet. No, maybe. I always played as Miss Scarlet. Uh, that being said. Mr. Green, mm-hmm. the character that that uh, was one of your favorites, did you know he was originally the Reverend Green? Mm-hmm. And they s- decided to secularize the game, and the Reverend Green was just given the title Mr. So now he's basically the everyman. He's up against Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum. And to me, he kind of represents like that middle ground between the military industrial complex Mm -hmm. and America's academic institutions. He's Joe Everyman, really. He's the yeah, he's he's the everyman. If they ever made a a communist incarnation of Clue, we would all play as Mr. Green, (laughs) except he would be red. (laughs) They would all be red. Um, Right. Yeah. Clue, you know. For me, Clue is – I'm a fan, and I do like Clue, and I like Clue a lot. And what I like about Clue is that it has a, a rare element that you don't see in a lot of board games specifically, which it, which is this this area of deduction and this area of, of sort of problem-solving over the length of an entire played game. Because there are yeah. lots of games where you solve small puzzles. Cranium, I think, is a good example of that. Where yeah. you solve lots of small puzzles. But Clue's the only game I can think of where you spend the entire game solving a single mystery. Yeah. Essentially working out a giant puzzle. And that's what it is. And that, to me, is really cool and really unique. Especially because the puzzle it involves other people. Mm. And, and there is and, sort and of... they're also working to try to kind of deceive you exactly it's a very mental game you from solving the puzzle yeah it, there are ways to definitely play it strategically like oh, absolutely. obviously you can't give anyone misinformation because that's against the rules mm-hmm. but you can you can ask you can prod about you can inquire about <laughs> things that you may already know 
to lead other people. It's very psychological oh, yeah. to, to lead your opponents Absolutely. away from thinking that you know something that you actually do know, mm-hmm. but tricking them into thinking you don't. Yeah, you could you could definitely mess some people up psychologically. Yeah. I, I now I will say for me, Clue where Clue falls down is I think it gets it doesn't have a long replay factor for me. I've mm. once I've played Clue a few times over a span of time, I kind of get bored with it. I feel yeah. like it's very limiting. And I, and yeah. you know, if they made like a a Clue app or something where you could play online with friends and it's a bigger mystery and there like I think something like that would be really cool, but I think just the simple board game is once you've done it a few times for me there's really no fun left in it because it's it's just a limited set of options. There's only so many combinations, you know? Right. And I think that yeah, it doesn't really lend itself. I mean, I think it, it was a product of its era. It mm-hmm. came out in, in you know, the Absolutely. 30s. Like, people had, had other things to do, but maybe once a week or, you know, once a month you get mm-hmm. together with some good friends or family. It's and, a great and party play, game. It is a great party game, right. And and I think Monop- Monopoly falls down in the same respect, where it is that old game where the rules haven't changed, and to us today mm-hmm. it seems lengthy and slow, and and it has its issues because it's it's a legacy game. Right. It's not it's not very like visually engaging. Yes. Or like or like it's very not a lot much of pieces, mentally. You're not, yeah. You have to you have to be thinking about it. For me, Clue like, I think is, is is underrated. I was uh, yeah, as we were going to get into that. I was also going to say underrated. Absolutely. His standards. I think it, it it falls through the cracks. It's it does. definitely something that kind of kind of slides through the cracks of a modern a modern uh, board game uh, culture mm-hmm. that is kind of like bypassed it. Hey, how many, like, how many board games have been successful movies? You just think about that. That's right, and I think Clue Clue is probably the most successful board game movie, next to Battleship, of course, <laughs> with Rihanna, which was the most well written. <laughs> genius oh, forgot about that genius movie of all time oh man that's pretty bad they were gonna make a monopoly movie for a little while i don't know what, I don't know happened. what happened to that i, I was kind of interested unsurprisingly in they didn't do it um yeah. go figure all right um let's continue on um to talk about mm, we can do i'll give you two matt and you can choose we can do life or we can do Candyland. life all right let's, let's talk jump right life. into life the game of life um, a game I consider, and you're welcome to disagree. Uh, I call it poor man's monopoly, and and I think because it's it has a similar game structure. It's like Monopoly for idiots is is kind of how I refer to it. Um, and we can get more into that. But the game of life created in 1860 by Milton Bradley himself. Can you believe it? Um, it's considered America's most popular. It's America's first popular <laughs> parlor game. Um. And, uh, of course, the game, you you travel, the modern version anyway, you travel by spinning the small wheel in the center of the board, 1 through 10, and you work your way around in your little plastic automobile. Um, you get a job, you buy a house, you get married, and you collect money, and in the end, the person, just like real life, the person with the most money at the end wins. Um, I showed you my version which is a classic. Um, I, I growing up, I, life was was in like my top two, top three games. Um, mm. I owned life, um, and I, and I knew the rules by heart, and I knew all the tricks and 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 all the ways to to win at life. Big fan of life. Um, I think for me, I, I feel like of all the games we're going to discuss, I feel like life. I feel like life is is the worst game for children that is still around today. And by that I mean I don't think life has the appeal that some of these other games have. Where you look at a game like Clue and you're solving a mystery and you look at a game like Candyland and you're going to, you know, literally Candyland. Um and the game of life you get married and you buy a house and you like you pay for insurance and you go to night school and you go through you the get health insurance and you have kids. Um, and while it's a fun game to play, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't have as much 
relevance anymore, I don't think. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me. You know, again, I've played the version from the A's. It wouldn't surprise me if the new version has uh, sneaky rules um, that make it a little more relevant. Well, this might surprise you, Sean. I would love I to have, be surprised. I have played three incarnations of what? the game of life from three different decades. Okay. I've played the 80s version, the 90, early 90s version, mm-hmm. and I have played the, uh, the not the most modern, but like probably like the 2000s version. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I have to say about the differences of the game is that the earlier version, the earliest version was hard and it was a completely different game they they really changed the game the modern game when you play it is a joke it's boring (laughs) it's a complete joke it is i i hate the modern version of life it's terrible it it's i mean it's kind of maybe it's designed for really like for kids to kind of let them see all of the great things that life has to offer i don't know like oh yeah i get to pick it my my job and I like you like for example who doesn't choose to go to college in that game <laughs> in the game of so life right. you pretty much have to go to college because if you don't go to college you get saddled with a terrible job mm-hmm. you get set you you I mean you don't have to pay debts coming right out of it but really the only repercussion are these like minimal debts that you repay two or three turns from graduating college anyway so it's really no like very little little to no consequence you should just go to college be like a Go be like a physicist or something or a computer engineer. I think computer engineer was like the – that's another thing. Uh, the career in the modern game, the career did not um, did not correlate with a salary. Mm-hmm. You, could, you chose your career and then you chose your salary. Mm-hmm. I think both out, random out of three cards. Like so you would hold up three cards. You pick randomly. Mm-hmm. You get your career. Three cards, pick randomly. You get your salary. Um this is different from the older version of life where not only did you not get to choose your career, even if you got to go to college, you were told the salary that you would make. For example, the highest paid job, I think, in the original incarnation of life was physicist. And a physicist made, because this was the 70s, 80s version, a physicist made, I think, <laughs> Well, The lowest, Mm -hmm. much to my chagrin, the lowest career was Was a teacher. teacher. (laughs) And you made made 18,000. It was like 18 or 20,000. It's not even a livable wage right now. You can't even survive on that in today's society. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Second step up from teacher was journalist. And journalist made 30. So I think it went in increments of 10. I think it went 20, 30, 40, 50. Mm-hmm. So 50 was the highest. So you, the only way you were you got that, that um, career slash salary is when you rolled to land on that space. So you rel- you roll or you spun, you, you spun, and you had to – once you landed on that space, that was your career. Yeah. You didn't have a choice – really much of a choice in it. Mm-hmm. The modern game is like cake. Well, and, and and even an unlivable salary, I think the lowest it goes is like eighty thousand. It's like no, the lowest well, in the nineties. So the the version I have is the ninety one version, and the mm-hmm. the salary the high end is a hundred thousand. Yeah, and the low end is I think thirty. Okay, but she doesn't watch a show. But my older sister Jessica, I'm mad at you because she bent the corner of the hundred thousand dollar card when ah. we were kids. Slide. And so you'd fan them out for her to choose, and, and somehow she, she always got the highest. Somehow, and it's still bent in the set today. So you know what you should have done? You should have bent every card. We did, or I, yeah, or or we just made sure because it was only one corner. We always made sure or to hide just that cut corner. The corners off of every card. Yeah, we we caught on to it eventually, but oh, I was <laughs> so pissed. I'm like, she always, why she always get the hundred thousand? Yeah, no, the life is such a, it's just such a weird game because yeah, like. I, I get sort of the original idea behind it, but today, like, life sucks. Like, why would you want to play a board game version of the most like, boring, <laughs> mundane aspect of our everyday existence? 
Like, I, I barely want to buy health insurance in real life. Why would I want to do it in a board game? Why would you want to do game? it in a game? <laughs> board game. Like, that's what I didn't. That's what I didn't really like about the like the, the it was supposed to be fun to buy car insurance or something. Like in yeah. real life, that's tedious oh, and it's one terrible. of the worst experiences you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't really. I was kind of uncomfortable at the um, the part in the game where it's to stop, get mm-hmm. married, stop, buy a house, yes, stop. Like when it would stop you. And it would force you to make a choice that maybe you didn't want to make. Maybe yeah. you didn't want to get married. Maybe, maybe you, you don't wanted want to, to buy rent. a house. Maybe, maybe you want... wanted to rent. Maybe you wanted to sublet. Like yeah. those were never options in this game. It, mm-hmm. it pretty much just assumed you were going to go ahead and do this, the normal like uh, nuclear family thing. Yeah. So it's a very uh, conservative game really in a lot of respects. Especially well, yeah. today. I guess that's why it reached its peak popularity. In the in the Reagan times, that the Reagan years is very true. Although I will say, Matt, and this was interesting to me. So I'm I'm under the theory that nobody buys life anymore, right? That's it's kind of a bygone game. But then I looked up. Guess where it ranks on Amazon under board games in terms of sales? In terms of sales, yeah, bestsellers. Is it in the top five? It's number four, the fourth best-selling board game on Amazon right now. Of all the board games, um, and and the and the number one and number two seller are like brand new games I've never heard of. Number three is Connect Four, which isn't a board game, but whatever. Um, and yeah. number number four is Life. Wow. Number six That's is Hungry Hungry Hippos. Number seven is Sorry. So, oh, I'm I'm really I'm really upset that That's Hungry Hungry Hippos made it that far. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. That, that all oh, that game was awful. Maybe that we'll talk about that terrible. in a second. But um, no. <laughs> when it, when it comes to life, I it. The only reason I liked playing it was because you would sit down and be like, all right, let's play a game. Hey, let's play Monopoly. Nah, that sounds like too much work. We'll just play Life. Like, that's really the only reason we ever mm. played Life was because I could yeah. never get anyone to play Monopoly. Because, again, Life is like the poor man's, like, the idiot's Monopoly. It really is. Because it's kind of the same idea where you're rolling and you keep buying and doing things and collecting money. And then eventually the person with the most at the end wins. You know, it was kind of funny now that I'm, I'm remembering uh, it jarred my memory from when we were talking about how how it reached its pop, peak popularity in the Reagan era and mm-hmm. it was kind of a conservative game. If you read the instruction manual mm-hmm. for the 1970s, 80s version of life, there's a part where you read under the marriage part mm-hmm. where it specifically says, it says, and it's in, it's, I think it's in, it's, it's in italics and, and all caps. Part of it's in all caps. It says, it says, Time to get married, parentheses, one, and one is in all caps, one man and one, <laughs> one woman. woman. Like, it's like, it like kind of like, it kind of like, I guess, argues its point that it's, uh, that's, that's what marriage is, according to the game of life, according to Milton Bradley. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's in the, in the instruction manual. That's kind of uh, fantastic. A couple of my friends, yeah, we were having a laugh at that when we were playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, what's kind of neat is I I googled it and uh, Hasbro actually puts the the old rules for their games up on their like PDF versions of the old rules. Yeah, which yeah, is, that's uh, where we were reading it. Which is because kind of we didn't we had lost the you didn't have the original one. Yes. So another thing in the in the old version mm-hmm. of 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 the uh, game of life, the there was a space that you landed on that basically ruined you basically like completely screwed you over. It was like a tornado. Yes. Yes. And the yes, tornado yes. basically as if you, if you didn't have homeowners insurance, yes. it ruined yes. you. Yes. It, it was, was the like, only time you, know you really I mean? needed homeowners insurance. Now, a space like that doesn't exist in the modern game of life. Cause the modern game of life makes it way too easy. Cause you get homeowners insurance when you buy a house, mm-hmm. You, or if you don't, it, it, it's it's up like no cost at all. Yeah. It's basically like a, like mm-hmm. paying two dollars like to get it. Um, and if you don't have it, there's no real consequence. Like you you all right, so you lose another ten dollars or something. But this this one space <laughs> on the board would ruin you. You would I remember that be you would be destitute if you didn't have homeowners mm-hmm. insurance. It would it would take like I forgot it was like it's like seventy five percent of your money. Like and and you just you just got slammed hard. Oh, yeah, oh, you're bringing back memories. There was another part in the in the older version where you could basically trick people into 
giving you money. Well, I forget. It had to do with stocks. I think the stock market. Oh, I, I know there was a space where um, it was kind of like you, had, you could steal someone's salary, which I always thought yeah. was fun. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah, and it was what was the the theory? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I think if I, if I remember correctly, it had to do with night school. It was like you have to go or like you're fired or you're laid off or something. Yeah, and so and you, have you, you have to careers. give away. You have to switch salaries. Yeah, switch that salaries. Was a, that was you had to bullshit. trade salaries with somebody else on the that on, was on the such game. bullshit. Yeah, they could take your salary like oh, away from you. Man, yeah. but I, you it, know it what, would man? be like. It's just like it was, real life. Right. It was like switch salary, switch salaries with the lowest salary yeah. on the board. Like yeah. that was a game changer. That was stuff like that. They were game changers. So life. that's why I I I, I rep for the original life. I think the original game of life was was a lot better that unfortunately than the the modern incarnation Sweet that we sauce. have. Yeah. yeah. No, I uh I, I think the old version of life really toughened people up and got them ready for yeah. the actual experience. It did. Of it's life. like fuck up because this, this is gonna is what suck. It's like. Yes. like but you got to get through it. Yeah. You got to get to what is it? Sunnyside Acres? Oh, it was uh retirement it was millionaire, place, millionaire estates, estates or it's your Sunnyside Acres or something Sunnyside like that. Sunnyside Acres. Yeah. You have to get to one of them. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah, tri- you got to get there. Yes. Oh man, too many memories. Yeah. No, yeah. I um for, for me life, I'm going to say appropriately rated. It's Remembered fondly because it was great, and today it's not remembered at all because it's not. So it's I'm, I'm going to say yeah. appropriate. It's not the same. No. So I, I, I'm going to say a little bit – the modern version is a little bit overrated. Yes. Agreed. Especially now that you said that it's number four on Amazon. For yeah, that board. was a little strange that's, to me. That's crazy. Like Monopoly isn't even in the top ten and, and that's weird. Clue isn't in the that's top ten. Weird. and Yeah. But then again, these are yeah, – to be fair, I bet a lot of these are games families have had for a long time and they're not buying new ones. That's true. Which is and why they're not really making eight. like Star Wars life, you know? They do like, though. Like Star Wars Monopoly, they do. There's there's a Star Wars version of life. There's a Pirates of the Caribbean, Simpsons, SpongeBob, Monsters really? Inc., Indiana Jones, Pokemon, Family Guy, Wizard of Oz. Um, I know. Put it on my Christmas. My list. Little Pony. Um, there, there's a number of uh, of versions of life. So that that's how they keep the the money coming in. I guess so. Collector stuff. Um, all right, that was life. We're going to move on to, I don't know, we can, uh, I I think there's a big elephant in the room here when it comes to games. And that would be, can you guess what I'm going to say? You're going to say Monopoly? I'm going to say Monopoly. I I don't think you can talk about board games and not talk about Monopoly. Hmm. I agree, but we also have Candyland. We also have Candyland. I've got a list of about a dozen. Candyland. We've got. Can't we've forget got, about the mousetrap. Uh, listen, which I, is not really. I will a board gladly game. give you my list, which is I've got Candyland, Sorry, okay. Pictionary, which technically had a board, um, Trouble, with the Popomatic, Scrabble, mm-hmm. Trivial Scrap. Pursuit, Mousetrap, yeah. Risk. Yeah, I was going to say you're missing Risk. That, that, that's my list. So, so what from that would you like to talk about? I would definitely like to just briefly touch on Candyland. Let's touch I'm on Candyland. I'm dying. I'm dying to talk about Candyland. Candyland is such a great game for children. <laughs> that's what I, I love about it. I am dying to talk about Candyland. It is so Candyland. stupid simple to play I'm just dying to, Candyland. To, to relive, yeah, just the nostalgia of going down the gumdrop path. That was... I still just, have the the 60s or 70s version from Grandma Flo. We used to play it all the time as kids. Um... And again, it was just such a stupid, simple game that you can just so play simple. with children. Invented 1949 by Eleanor Abbott as she was recovering from polio. Mm. Fun fact. Um, so, in other words, these were her coma fantasies. <laughs> she imagined all of it. Um, yes, or, exactly. Or her morphine-induced fantasy. Morphine-induced fantasy. That's exactly right. Uh, you mm. may remember uh, such characters as. Uh, King Candy, of course, Princess Lolly, Lord Licorice, Gloppy. Gloppy. Gloppy, uh, Mr. Yep, this Mint. Is all coming back, yeah. Um, and at such places as... Uh, Grandma Gumdro- Nut. Grandma Nut. Grandma he- Nut. That's right. And of course, <laughs> uh, Gumdrop Mountains, the Lollipop Woods, the Molasses Swamp, the Peanut Brittle House. There's such an intricate plot. 
about Candyland. Did you know that there was a villain in Candyland? Uh, yeah, the uh, Lord, Lord Licorice. Lord Licorice. Yeah, he was the he bad was a guy. villain. Yeah, I didn't. I just thought the oh, objective was, was to get from one side to the other. See, now that is a property that should have a movie. That absolutely. I should would watch have the Candyland movie. It should star Adam Sandler. Should play Lord Licorice. All right, that's not and, a great. And and you could get uh, what's that guy's name? The guy from Jurassic World. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be the hero. Well, the kid. Well, whose name is the kids? The kids. No, yeah. King Candy. King Candy. He'll. No, King Candy's got to be someone. Sir Ian McKellen is King Candy. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. I'll take that. Princess Lolly is played by uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Plumpy. <laughs> Kevin James? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if Adam Sandler's in it, why not bring his whole crew in? Yeah, just just get the worst comedic actors we can get our hands on. <laughs> who's uh who's the um Kevin Hart has to be in it. He can be yeah. uh Kevin Hart is gonna be the Duke Mr. of Swirl. Duke of Swirl. Duke of Swirl. Oh that's who, right, Mr. Mint is the his replacement name anyway. for Mr. Mint. Yeah. Now I didn't realize there it says that on the Wikipedia that Jolly was removed in the 2010 version, and then after widespread outcry, was replaced and back for the 2013 edition. Widespread outcry. Widespread outcry. Wait, hang on. Did you suggest? People must have wrote letters about Jolly being taken out of Candyland. <laughs> did you suggest Adam Sandler off the top of your head? I did. To okay. Play Lord Licorice. Because I swear to God, no in January 2011, it was announced that Columbia Pictures, Happy Madison, and Adam Sandler were in final negotiations oh, to develop the film, no. with Sandler both starring and co-writing. Wow, that's spooky. So he was going to make himself the star. He was going to be in that. That's that's spooky that you did that. That is really. I'm spooky. a little creeped out. That is spooky. You know who I, I've I've now changed. Instead of Chris Pratt, I'm going to say. Um, the guy who was in Inception, who was not Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't he see has that. like three names. Oh, it's gonna kill me. He was also in the Dark Knight. He was he was Robin in the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. He yes. is now the hero because he hasn't been in anything in a really long time. Uh yeah, that's true. He is doing a lot of like just like commercial work and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to these days. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I nominate him for right. the role of the kids. And then the, the twist? All the live twist. action. All live action. No animation. Everyone in costumes. The twist is that it's all live action? It's all live action. I, I want to I see yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt no in costume. No, 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 no animation no, crap. CGI no, that CGI baloney. CGI crap. Yeah, I want it's expensive, be all, real visual we're gonna, effects. We're going to blow Happy Madison's budget. If Happy Madison is still a thing, and I want Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the makeup chair for eight hours before he steps up on set. That's yes. what I want. Yes. Oh my and, god, we're so off the rails. Fish. This is Adam fantastic. Sam. It's gonna be great. I can see. <laughs> I can already see it in my head. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be so rich. Um, and in 2005, oh. the game. Well, go ahead. There also has to be. If 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 not a musical, it has there has to be at least one musical number. How about this? How about Adam Sandler as Lord Licorice sings his lines? He sings all his lines in the Adam Sandler voice. Matt, this is yeah. Uh, this this is good. This, this is, is right, a classic. This is right. I think it could. I think it could just be a musical ballad. I think the whole thing can be like Les Misérables. It could be like the Les Misérables for children. Oh, that sounds. It could oh. just be an operetta. Matt, this is this is the worst idea you've had since uh, Airbud. But instead of a dog, it's a cheetah that runs track. <laughs> you remember that? I still think that'd be a profitable movie. I don't and, know why and nobody. The cheetah just wins, and there's no adversity whatsoever because it's a cheetah. Yeah, <laughs> the that cheetah was, eats the coach. That was a bad plan. Anyway, back to Candyland. In 2005, it was inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Fun fact. Um, yeah, Matt, you're you're a fan of Candyland. I am. I am a fan. I, I'm. I haven't played it in. God knows how long, mm-hmm. but when I when I played it, I enjoyed it. it. It had its it had its time and place. I hope to play it again someday. Uh, although I I don't remember there even being characters in the game. Apparently, there's this list of characters, which is why oh, yeah. it's kind of cool. Oh yeah, it's all like universe. a whole 
was like a whole mythos, mm -hmm. a whole Candyland mythos that I was not aware of. Well, and I will say this, as of 2013, Candyland is being sold with a spinner instead of cards, which is interesting. Remember, they used to have cards, and you would draw yeah. a card, and I'd tell you what you did. And you, you moved did. that color, yeah. Yes. Yeah, now it's a spinner. That's interesting. Okay. That, I think that's a more humane way to play. Oh, sure. Because cards is just drawing card after card after mm -hmm. card. It didn't make any sense. What, what other game told you to do that? Was Did Monopoly have number cards? No, they had dice. They had dice. Like, too complicated. Too complicated. That's Too complicated. To, to me, Candyland, absolutely Especially underrated as a game for young children according to wikipedia the only skill required to play candyland is color recognition so if you can recognize colors you too can play candyland yeah well that's a little unfair for the colorblind among us well and i was about to say that skill may be uh maybe even a little much for adam sandler fans i don't yeah. even know if they can handle that so <laughs> so maybe not so maybe not oh we're too mean we're going to get some angry letters from, from, from some Sandler fans. Some Sandler. Spandlers. Fandlers. Oh, I so bet that's what they're called. Spandlers. That's sad. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's keep rolling here, Matt. Two. Queen Frostine resides in the ice cream sea. She does? That's where she does. Queen, I gotta, Queen I, Frostine. I have the game here somewhere. I'm going to go pull it out when we're done because uh, I haven't. There's just a whole a whole movie, a whole script waiting to be written in here. Gonna be so rich. Yeah, um, but we must press on. We must press on to what? Let's see, how to... are we doing on time? We're running out of time, Matt, so we're running what we're out gonna of time. do. We're running out of time. What so are we gonna do? We're gonna do a rapid fire. Rapid fire. I'm gonna give a name of a game. We're each gonna go back and forth over under appropriate and a little explanation as to why. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do jump it. in. All right, we're going to start with Sorry, the game that Sorry. sends your opponents back to start. Over. Sorry. Do you remember Sorry? Very much, very much over. I'm going to say Sorry, over. I agree. Sorry is Overrated. not a great game. And to be I honest, not like it. the gameplay is almost identical to Trouble, which the we'll trouble. talk about yes. next. Much better than Sorry. Because, yes. why, Matt? Thank you. The, 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 boom, pop the little thing that you pop. It's got Pop-O-Matic. Pop-O-Matic. pop, -o -matic. pop -o -matic. Yes. is the shit. Yes, underrated. Trouble is underrated. Trouble is underrated, and I think that the Pop-O-Matic itself is highly underrated. That I is wish like more NASA-level technology right there. Yeah. I wish more games used the Pop-O-Matic. Think was... about how much fun uh, life would be if there was a Pop-O-Matic. Pop Dude. I was watching. So many uh, I was watching old game commercials on YouTube before we got on the air, and the the commercial for Trouble literally is a commercial for Popomatic. They don't mention anything about the game. Yeah. All they just talk <laughs> about is how fun it is getting into trouble and how fun the Popomatic is. Because it was the, it was the shit. It was the shit. So uh, definitely underrated. All right, how about uh, the 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 standard bearer Monopoly? Oh, Monopoly! Now in the show, Matt, you may remember we talked about the TV version. Of the Monopoly game show back in our game shows yeah. episode, um, yeah. But when it comes to the board game, what do you think? The actual, I love the actual board game. Don't get me wrong, I think it's a great game. I love every incarnation of it. I love the uh, the fact that a game that's so old really hasn't changed at all, mm -hmm. and it's really it's really retained its spirit. Um, but I'm gonna have to say that the uh, the game is is appropriate. It's not under or over. I think it's appropriate. I yeah. think that it's a uh, it's a really fun game. It's actually, as a matter of fact, it's probably the, the go to game that I expect everybody that is at my house to know the rules of Monopoly. Like if if I've never played a board game with you in my life, I, I kind of expect that you have played Monopoly before. I take it out. It's almost like a card game. Yeah, like it, a deck you know of cards. I mean? like, Every house like, has a deck of cards yeah, and Monopoly. A Monopoly set, right? Yeah. It's kind of like that. But from I think that the game early on is a little boring because it's you're kind of going through the motions mm -hmm. until th that's one of the rare cases where the game actually gets more exciting as you play. Yes. Whereas I think a lot of games start out exciting and then they're pretty much decided at some point, and then the the, the fun level kind of like peters Although, out. Although Monopoly does have a, a law of diminishing returns where that fun increase eventually hits hits a, a ceiling i think and then it's, for some people it's that, well, for some of us sean we depends you remember, on where we, you are we tried to play monopoly board. once and it was a disaster 
Yeah. So not for everyone. No. I, so it depends. I'm gonna split. There's my... also. Go ahead. Go on. Oh no. Well, so I was also gonna say there are a lot of house rules for Monopoly yes. that make the game I think better. I mm-hmm. think that uh, house rules really add an element of personality to the game that a lot of other games don't have. Like, mm-hmm. for example, what do you do when you land on free parking? Do you do nothing? Or do you collect the pot of money that yep. has been collecting there from everybody's chance cards mm-hmm. or luxury chests or or taxes? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get out of jail? Do mm-hmm. you pay the $50 or are you able to roll doubles mm-hmm. to get out? And how many times are you allowed to roll doubles? Things like that. What happens when you land on the go space? Mm-hmm. Do you get $200 you double pa- up. only when you pass it or do you get $400? Yep. Like, those are the kind of cool things that you can kind of like – add to the game to make it yeah. exciting and that for that reason i think that the game is a little bit underrated but i say overall it's it's par for the course pretty much yeah i'm gonna split my rating i think in the respect that as you said it is a game that that morphs and changes and adapts as time goes on whether it's all these million special editions or it's changing to the rules um i think in that respect i do think it's underrated and i don't think it gets the props it does that a game like that really shouldn't still be around, and yet it is, and it's become the standard. However, I think in the fundamentals of the game and the gameplay itself, and the fact that it is a standard bearer in, in in some respects, I think is overrated in that respect. And that I would rather see a game like Clue or Scrabble or Trivial Pursuit be a more sort of, you know everyone has type of game game. Mm -hmm. than Monopoly because I just think Monopoly has some really critical flaws in the gameplay. Um, Number one being length of time to play. Um, Number two, the heavy heavy reliance in the later stages of the game on trading um, and making deals, which I think is a a problem um, in some respects, at least without more rules. So I'm going to split the difference, but I I think you're right. An overall average is, is appropriate. Yeah. Um, how about uh, we talked about trouble? How about Scrabble? How about Scrabble? How about Scrabble? The uh, the, the the letter tile game. Um, one of the few games on this list with with a with a championship and actually a heavy competitive element with scoring. Actually, I think it's the only game on here mm. uh, that really has actual like numerical scoring to it. It's the only game on our list that you'll occasionally catch on ESPN. That's right. Sometimes ESPN will air the Scrabble Championships. That's exactly right. There are Scrabble Leagues. There are Scrabble Tournaments. And there are, there are tens of dollars at stake here for these high-level mm. competitors. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I for me, I think Scrabble is underrated. I'm not going to say massively underrated, but I do think it's underrated. I don't think it gets the respect, um, mainly because I, I just tend to like games that are smart. And I think Clue is a good example of that, and I think Scrabble is a good example of that. To me, all right, Scrabble, yes. and I'm going to also agree and say that it was it's underrated. I'm going to say that Scrabble is the intellectual game. I think that uh, besides like chess, I mean I'm not counting chess because mm-hmm. it's, that's its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. But in terms of board game, like Absolutely. Hasbro manufactured board game, mm-hmm. Scrabble is the you – know, I think it's, it really supersedes Trivial Pursuit. Uh, Trivial Pursuit is great, but it, it's very – it's kind of very niche knowledge. Well, and it's memorization. Like and it's things. just regurgitating facts, right? Right, and it, and it, and that that's the big fault that I have of Trivial Pursuit is that if you've played that edition of the game and you know the answers to the questions, they don't change. It's really uh, very unfair for you, to, right? The questions don't change unless you buy more decks of mm-hmm. questions or a different game. It's really unfair for you to be playing a game that you that you rehearsed or a game that you know. Scrabble, you get a different set of letters to mm-hmm. work with every time. Pretty much an infinite combination of, of of words to put, and it and you really have to rely on your own knowledge and your own memory to be able to 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 succeed in that game. So I think that Scrabble is the heaviest hitter when it comes to the intellectual type of board. Game. I think kids in schools should be playing Scrabble. I mean, I, yeah. I, I really do. I really think it's. It's really underrated in that respect. And and again, the fact that you can score Scrabble and turn it into a game is really unique and really special. And, and I, I absolutely think it's underrated um, hmm. as a game. And I think yeah. you agree. Um, uh, Trivial Pursuit. Briefly, we can hit on. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna. I'm assuming you're you're gonna say it's overrated. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna. I think as far as trivia board games go, it's your your top choice. 
I don't think you're really going to beat that if trivia is your thing. Yeah. Um, but you have to be into trivia board games, right? And and I think you very clearly pointed out the flaws with, with such a game, whether it's A, it's a limited set of knowledge, um, or B, just knowing the cards after playing so many times. Um, I, I think Trivia Pursuit is, is a better idea on paper than it is in, in actual playing it in reality, and, and I agree. I think it's, I'm not going to say massively overrated, I'm saying a little overrated, but but I agree. I don't I don't think it works out in well as well in reality. Yeah, to, to improve the game, the concept itself... What I would do is somehow add like more elements of strategy. There's mm-hmm. no strategy no. other than just knowing the answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you you like move st- around the board. So like stealing pieces from other players, something or, like or that, teaming or up, or sometimes a house rule I like to add in is if you if if two players are occupying the same space, mm-hmm. they have to do a Spitfire question. Ooh, that's a good idea. And they have to buzz in and they like by hitting the table or whatever. And whoever answers first correctly gets to retain that space, and the other person has to move somewhere else. Like maybe it's to a, a piece that they a piece of the pie they already occupy, so they're far away from. So, see something like that. There, there could be, or maybe they lose a turn. Yeah, that might even be better. Is if they lose their next turn, something like that. That's a great idea. Then it it adds a little bit more to the game. Mm-hmm. Like then it's it's more than just answering questions because you can you can just take those cards and just ask each other questions. I've done that many times with with friends. Yeah, and there's stuff. really not a lot of fun in that. Yeah, not um, really. Uh, two more mouse trap. The the it's a mouse trap. It's a crazy action, a zany contraption. The fun is happening. It's mouse trap. No, um, the fun is catching. Oh, the fun I is catching. Fun is catching. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Fun is catching. The, 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 the Rube Goldberg, uh, essentially, uh, yeah. uh, uh, board game. Matt, what do you think about Mousetrap? Rube, the Rube Goldberg machine for kids. Yes. Uh, now, see, I, I never actually played. I ha- I owned Mousetrap. I don't think I've ever successfully played a game of Mousetrap by the rules, yep. by the book. I don't think anyone ever did. I think every, anybody <laughs> would just try to build the machine. So that it drops its little the little cage on the little plastic mouse, mm-hmm. like just like in the commercial, and then the kid goes mouse trap. Yeah, you that's all I did. And 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 to tell you the truth, I never once successfully built the machine so that it dropped yep. a little net on the mouse ever. Yep, never did it. I tried, I tried and tried for a couple of hours, but it was essentially just a waste of my parents' money. Mm-hmm. Unequivocally, yeah. So. But my favorite story I like to tell is that uh, we got Mousetrap for Christmas one year, and uh, it included the, what was it, the, the Japanese and the Spanish instructions, but did not include the English oh. instructions. So Gave we you a good opportunity to learn a foreign language. Well, that's what it was. We, didn't, we couldn't play it if we wanted to, so we literally just set up the thing and knocked it down and set up the thing and knocked it down. <laughs> it's really a joke of a game. It's like yeah. a, a total better-on-paper idea where it's like, yeah. oh, we'll make this game, and the kids, they knock it down, and they do it, and then you like you do it like two or three times, and you're like, all right, why did I that, spend That is a game that gets old Money really fast and I don't think that the cost of the game really justifies the there's no longevity there at and, all and the Rube Goldberg machine wasn't even that interesting I mean yes it did one or two cool things but yeah. it just at the end of the day it just drops a little cage on a little mouse mousetrap sucked mousetrap sucked hard I agree um, and lastly a, a game I know you're a fan of uh, I'm also a fan of Risk yes Risk the game of Generals. Yes, talk about strategy, Matt. What do you uh, What do you think of Risk? I really like the game of Risk. Um, it's It's kind of like chess for dummies, where you know it's a strategy game. It's It's about combat. It's about strategic placement of your pieces, mm-hmm. but you really don't have to think that much. Other than, I mean, you have to think, but within the mechanics of the game, there's no like in chess. There's no like really really heavy duty thinking going on uh but yeah risk is fun it's a it's a fun game and i think that's a that's a cool game that you can really talk strategy with people about everybody has their own theories about what best the best course of action is to take especially in the start of the game Mm -hmm. um but that's another one it it reminds me of a uh like a reverse monopoly because that game can get that game can get out of control quick. That yes. game can get out of control really quick. And I'm so I'm talking it could be decided within the first two turns. Mm-hmm. Like somebody oh, can just dominate the entire board. 
Um, uh, that being said, I, I think it's a, it's a really fun game, and I think that the more people you play it with, the more strategic and the less decided it can be. Absolutely. Like the more chaotic it can get. It's a good game. So I w- but I'll, I will say from a modern perspective, it's underrated. I 100% agree, and, and I like... I like the gameplay of Risk so well, especially for a group of people. It's a great game for that. The The only major flaw I have with Risk is there are too many goddamn pieces to that game when you play it in person on a table. There are a lot of like, pieces. Go, I recommend, if you own an iPad, go spend the 99 cents or buck 99 on the iPad version. It's awesome. It's awesome. It makes Risk awesome. Fun. When you play it in person for me, no it is so you have all the little stupid fucking soldiers you got to move around and, and you got to roll all the dice and it's like it's so that's tedious. I will admit that's really tedious. Honestly, the, the pieces are so small and you got to like you have to like move them. My, my moving like a bunch of them. Oh, it's oh, awful. It. No, my and my response to risk and and I, it didn't make the list, but it's Stratego. Oof. I would rather play Stratego because I think you still get the, some strategic elements, but it's such a simple game. Um, Strategio, Stratego is only for two people, though, right? Right. That's the difference, and that's why yeah. I wouldn't recommend it for a group. Yeah, risk um, is fun for a good risk group. is again. It's sort of like that life monopoly comparison where risk is like the adult Stratego. Um, yeah. Or Stratego is the dummies version of, of Risk, either way. I never thought about it, but I, I really am not a fan of those two-person board games that were actually – they had a lot of popularity mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was – Battleship is a little older, but yeah, there's Battleship, there's Stratego, there was Connect Four. Yep. I didn't like those one-on-one board games. I mean, who? I guess they were they were good for like kids, like siblings could play right. them together, or like your friend. But but now, like as an adult, I want like group board games. I want like board games that I can play with a bunch of people. Yeah. Because like, when I see people, it's usually in a group. Yeah, it's people. a different like it's a different thing altogether. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Matt. That's it. We're out of time. Yeah. We got through all the board games. We did. I think we had a we fun did a, discussion. We did a good one. I think think we taught the people out there a few things. That they may not have known about board games. Yeah. Um, now, just a quick uh, yes. fun fact that I wish I'd, I'd, I was going to mention. I didn't know that the Game of Life was so old. Oh, yeah. It's, it said it's, it dates back to the 1840s 18... or something. Wow. Yeah. Now, I will say the um, they rebooted it in the 60s, and it's like mm. – that's what we, the game different. of life we know as yeah i mean if you, if you look at like the it was a, more like a checkerboard originally yeah. in, in the in the 1800s version um it used a six-sided top instead of dice wow um the object was to land on good space spaces and collect 100 points a player could gain 50 points by reaching happy old age you started with infancy and you literally went to old age um so you really, you really, it literally was the game of life, mm-hmm. like life, not just like post adolescence. It was no. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you did the whole thing. Yeah, go on Wikipedia. Look at the board. It's very fascinating. Um, the first game um, Milton Bradley uh, created mm. back in the day. Quick fun fact also is that the 1991 version was designed to reward players for. Good, quote unquote, good behavior, such as recycling trash and helping the homeless. Mm-hmm. Make, making so Americans a little social weak. message. Little social message there in the post Reagan era. In the post Reagan, yeah. Yeah, in the Clinton years. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up here, but I want to let everyone know. I don't know what the next episode of the show will be in the feed, so I will warn you: you will either get next time. Part two of our board game discussion, Matt has a list of classic 90s games that uh, what it, we're basically a BuzzFeed article at this, ga- at this you know, 10, <laughs> 10 games only 90s kids will remember. Um, yeah. Matt, do you want to tease us with uh, one or two off the list? That uh... I will tease you with three simple words okay. that I think all of us from the 90s will remember fondly. Don't wake Daddy. Oh, boom. 
so classic. Um, That's going to be a thing next episode. I'm excited about that. But depending on scheduling, you may get that next week. Or you may get our continuing Dungeon & Dragons adventure, uh, depending on when we can get Dan and Colby. Um, You're going to want to listen either way, I think. Either way, Um, I think it's going to be a a blast. I I think so. We always have fun here. Or from the... Alternate reality. Yes. And dragons. Like yes. What is the realm? Do you know what the realm is called? Do they call it something? Do they? I didn't even know they called call them realms. I, they so probably call it something. You're, you're I'm a not step a ahead of me there. It's something I should know, but it's not Close Middle enough. Earth. We're it's definitely it not go. Tamriel. It's it's something like that, though. Tales from whatever world Dungeons and Dragons takes place in. Exactly. Um, mm. Either way, you're going to get it on the website goldilockshow.com and on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash goldilockshow. Uh, and again, be sure to subscribe so you get those new episodes when we publish them. That way it's easy. It just does it for you. Um, and of course, uh, contact us. We want your feedback. If you like this, you like Dungeons and Dragons, you don't like either, you want us to talk about something, uh, goldilockshow at gmail.com. And you can tweet at us at goldilockshow. Um, Matt, anything else before we conclude this evening? Always mm. give you the last word. Always. The last word is uh, worth at least 30 points in scrap sold that's a that's a great list of tiles um thanks everybody for joining us on behalf of matt i'm sean we'll see you next time on the goldilocks zone